You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Are you ready for the Word of God? Please stand to your feet. If you're visiting with us for the first time, we confess and declare the Word of God before we preach the Word of God. Amen. Are you ready? One, two, three. I'm a son of God revealed. I'm blessed with every blessing in Christ Jesus. I'm saved. I'm healed. I'm delivered. I'm a life-giving spirit. I accept his sacrifice on the cross and his resurrection power in my life. I'm bound to his word and can do what it says I can do. I receive the word with meekness and I'm changed from glory to glory. I have the God kind of faith. I'm the righteousness of God and will never be the same. Jesus Christ is my Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. As you take your seat, turn to the person next to you, look them in the eyes and say, your smile looks better than the last time I saw you. Keep on smiling. I know you have a lot of things to be happy about. Amen. Maybe you're going through a difficult time. Maybe you're going through a challenge right now. But when you know your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, there's reason to rejoice. There's reason to be happy. Amen. So today, I want to share with you a message that's really going to help you to just align your heart with what God has planned for you in this year. Amen. A heart that is tuned in with good success. Really ask that the Holy Spirit would just open my lips and make every word good, that you would hear God's voice upon my voice. Amen. Turn to the person next to you, look them in the eyes and say, you are the greatest product of the Holy Spirit. God has committed himself to make your ways successful. That's God's commitment towards all of us. If God the Father did not withhold Jesus Christ, the beauty of heaven, but send him to this earth to show a more excellent way, Why will he withhold anything from you? You are made and created in the image and likeness of God. You are the greatest product of the Holy Spirit. Genesis 1 verse 27 says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created him. You are made in God's image. Job says that it's the Spirit of God that has made you, and it's the breath of the Almighty that gives you life. So by design, by your very nature, you were made for success. You are made in God's image and likeness, and the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit that hovered over the waters, when there was no form, when there was darkness, when everything was void, the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is the Spirit that's living on the inside of you. God breathed that, that Spirit into you when He made you. That's why you can never suppress people that will always stand up because of that victorious Spirit of Christ Jesus on the inside. Turn to the person next to you and say, whether you like it or not, You are the greatest product of the Holy Spirit. So when God looks at you, there's nothing like failure in his mind when he looks at you. Nothing like failure. You might have a little bit of a disappointment like Peter working so hard and the nets are empty. 
But God will turn that disappointment into appointment and take you from where you are to where he wants you to be. But in God's mind, when he looks at you, there's nothing like failure. He doesn't see failure. He sees success. Amen? A matter of fact, when he looks at you, he's expecting that you should be fruitful. In Genesis, he gave the command. He says, be fruitful and multiply. So that which God has given you, blessed you with what he's placed on the inside of you, he says, be fruitful. So if you can sing, sing. Sing and multiply that gift. If you're serving, helping, whatever, the graces that God has given you, you know. He wants you to be fruitful and to multiply in it. Then he wants that to abundantly bear fruit. And then he wants it to multiply again. Look here what the Bible says, Genesis 9, 7. And as for you, be fruitful and multiply. Bring forth abundantly in the earth and multiply in it. So even what you've accomplished right now, God wants you to finish strong and multiply in it. For that to happen, you need the help of the Holy Spirit. You need God to help you. Amen? The Bible says every perfect gift, every good gift, it comes from God. God has placed beautiful things on the inside of you. But it's your responsibility to use those gifts, to multiply them, let them increase so that God's name can be glorified in you and through you. Amen? Are you ready to get your heart in tune with success? Not just success. God has planned good success for you and for me. Amen? Turn to the person next to you and say, get ready for good success. When we look at success, there's two kinds of success. There's success in the world, what the world calls success, and there's success according to God. The success that comes from God will last. Worldly success is only temporary. God wants to give you a lasting solution. That's why he sent Jesus Christ. Amen. So you might sit here and think, yes, if you only look at my last year, nothing really worked out. I've got good news for you. Success does not start on the outside. Success starts on the inside. Success starts on the inside when you believe that God has called you for good things, that God is here to help you. Joshua and Caleb, when they had to go into the promised land, everybody saw the giants. Turn to the person next to you, say, there's giants in South Africa. Say, we know about the giants. We don't have to give them names. Amen? Do you have some giants? Are you facing some giants? So everybody saw the giants, but it's your attitude towards the giants. Joshua and Caleb on the inside had an attitude. God said they've got a different spirit, a different attitude. It was their heart towards the situation that made the difference, that made them successful. When they crossed into that promised land, they knew that they were successful because God said, it's theirs. It was their promise. Amen? God wants to bring us into a good land. The woman with the issue of blood, 
She said, if I can only touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made healed. She believed it in her heart. She believed healing. She believed success before she had it. If I can only touch. Well, do you have that kind of faith? Mary, the mother of Jesus, she was blessed because she believed the word of God. She said, let it be according to your word. Bible says because she believed it, that wonderful blessing was given to her. She believed it. The promises that God has given you, do you believe it? The Shunammite, we know the story, when her son died, the man of God sent his servant Gehazi and he said, go ask her, is all well with you? Is all well with your husband? Is all well with your son? And the response from her heart was, it is well. What is in your heart? What is in your heart? When we look at the wisdom of Proverbs, Proverbs 23, 7 teaches us, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. What are you thinking about this year? What are you thinking about your future? What are you thinking about your children? What are you thinking about your career? God wants to fill us with good things. He wants to fill your heart with good things, with faith. I know the thoughts that I have towards you, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. But you know what's the problem that we face today? In this heart, there's more negative things than positive things. 30% bitterness and unforgiveness. 20% jealousy. Resentment. And our heart is filled with so many things that when God wants to fill it with good things, these things have occupied our heart. The sower sows the seed. The good things are there for us to believe, to hear, to act upon. But it's the deceitfulness of riches, the cares of this world, and all these other things, bitterness, hatred, jealousy, unforgiveness, that chokes the Word of God out of our hearts. God wants to bring the blessings into your life. But you only experience a little bit because so much negativity is here. Think about a runway. The blessings are on its way with a cargo plane. God sending the blessings to you. I know the thoughts I have towards you, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. I want to bless the work of your hands. I want to bring good things. That aircraft wants to come and land here, but the airstrip is filled with bitterness, resentment, unforgiveness, hatred. And now it comes and... Ever had that? The thing is supposed to work out. Now you can see the blessing is coming. It just wants to land and then it takes off. Check your airstrip. Turn to the person next to you. Say, check your heart. Say, Aina or Amen or just double blink at me if you know I'm talking to you. Am I talking to the right people here today? Yeah. 
Our hearts should be aligned with the good success that God has planned for us. But it's so contaminated that we cannot enjoy that. Proverbs 4 verse 23 says, Guard your heart above all things, for it determines the course of your life. It says, Guard your heart. The New King James says, Because out of it flows the issues of life. If you just, sometimes you should just listen to yourself to the issues that you have that's coming out of your mouth that's in your heart. Just double blink, I'm not, this is just some free advice. Because if you listen what's coming out of your heart, then you can adjust it. In your heart, you are made to be like Jesus, to act with Jesus, to plan with Jesus, to walk with Jesus. He wants to fill our life with good things, but we're allowing all these things to contaminate our hearts. Matthew 5 verse 8 says, Blessed are the pure in heart, or God blesses the pure in heart, for they will see God. That word pure is the word katharoi or katharos, which comes from the word catheter that we know. That's used to remove contaminants, things that are defiling your body. If you want to drain and get some things out, you use a catheter to get it out. Purge your heart to clean your heart. That's what the pure in heart. It doesn't mean I've got a wonderful pure heart. Who's got a pure heart here all the time? Nobody. Because Luke 17 verse 1 says, offense comes to everybody. Am I right? Anybody got offended this week? Just raise your hand. Everybody got double offended? Anybody blew a gasket? <laughs> That's what the Bible says. The Bible says offense will come to everybody. But you can decide if you're going to allow it into your heart. The offense will come to you, but you will decide if you will allow it into your heart. Keep the offense of the runway so that the blessings can land. Amen? Turn to the person next to you and say, you cannot keep the offenses from coming. But you can keep it off your runway. Amen? Let me just say this. People that are the closest to you will probably offend you the most. And the level of offense will be at a 10 if one is the lowest. Amen? So guess who's going to offend you the most? Your family. Why? Because your expectation is much higher with them than with other people. People in the world, people that you've met for the first time that you don't know, your expectation is there. It's, it's actually below. They cannot hurt you because you have no expectation. But when you have an expectation of somebody, it can hurt you. John the Baptist, the forerunner, the one who had revelation that Jesus was the Christ, the one who heard the voice from heaven, this is my beloved in whom I'm well pleased, the one who saw the Holy Spirit come down, the one who said, I'm not worthy to tie his sandals. He had knew that he was Jesus. He knew that he was the Christ. He could link Isaiah to him that the Spirit of the Lord is upon him because he's anointed him to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to set the captives free. Can you imagine having that revelation? 
being the one to baptize Jesus, being the one to see the Holy Spirit come down, being the one to hear the voice from heaven, the Father speaking and saying, this is my Son in whom I'm well pleased. I mean, you're going to be pretty much convinced in your heart, this is Jesus the Messiah. Amen? When he's in jail, in prison, he sends his disciples to Jesus and he says, go tell Jesus, I'm in prison. I know he's the anointed one to set the captives free. Can you tell him to come and get me out? What does Jesus say to the disciples of John? He says, go tell him, the blind are seeing, the deaf are hearing, the cripple are walking. He's basically saying, I am busy with my heavenly assignment, that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. But tell John, blessed is he who's not offended because of me. Why? He's saying to him, the expectation that you've got of what I should do, I'm not going to do it. Don't get offended. I'm busy with what I should do. Hey, no. Have you ever had an expectation that Jesus should do something? And you say, I know I have a promise. I'm standing on it. And then it didn't happen and you... Offense will come to everybody. Don't take it. Amen? Sometimes we become our worst enemy with the expectations that we place upon ourselves that are unrealistic, the expectations that we place upon God that's unrealistic. Are you ready to move forward? So here's some good advice. You cannot be confessing defeat and expecting victory. You cannot be looking still back at the past mistakes and wanting to move forward in the good success that God has planned for you. Amen? Are you ready to let go of those things? Let go of the offense? Let go of the negativity? Hallelujah. Turn to the person next to you. Look at somebody else and just remind them and say to them, you are the greatest product of the Holy Spirit. If you want good success, you're going to have to change some of your confession. Are you ready to change your confession? You're going to have to change your way of thinking. Do you take some time just to think big things? Do you take time to think big things? The big things that God has given you? Take some time and think about those things. I heard one somebody called it power thinking. You know, you talk about all these power things, power. Have a moment of power thinking and go think about the good things. Nothing is impossible for God. Amen? All things are possible for God. The Bible teaches I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. In this year where God wants to do great things, make your life successful, have you taken some time just to think about the great things that God wants to do? Dream big. Amen? I know some of you are looking at me, I get that crayfish eyeball to my side, and that's fine because the majority of the world, when you go out and you make a bold declaration, the majority of people are negative out there. That's unfortunately the facts. The facts. Turn with me in your Bibles to Numbers 13. I want to show you something. Amen. Amen. 
12 chosen men, leaders, are sent into the promised land. Now, I want you to keep in mind that God had promised them the land. It's theirs. It's a done deal. They went to spy out the land. They came back, verse 31. But the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. Can I ask you, what have you been confessing about this year? The first few weeks of 2023, what have you been confessing? Have you been saying, we'd be well able? Or are you saying, I don't think I'm going to make it this year? Don't say anything. Just double blink if you know I'm talking to the right people here. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying the land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants And all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the giants. The descendants of Anak came from the giants. And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And we were in their sight. The majority of people, when you start believing for big things and great things, are going to be negative. Cannot be done. Let's be realistic. Let's look at the facts. Ten out of the 12 had a bad report. The majority told the people, we are too weak, we cannot do it. They saw themselves as grasshoppers. And when they started seeing themselves as grasshoppers, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. All of the promised land started seeing them as grasshoppers. But if you read 40 years later, all of the promised land was waiting for them to come and possess the land because they've heard of the miracles. They believed more that that was the promised land than the people because of the bad report. Turn to the person next you say, be careful of negativity. It's scary when you think about it. Ten people kept a nation from a promise. Ten people kept a nation from their promise. You have been equipped for all things. If you're living right now, it's by God's design, God's plan, and He's equipped you, prepared you to live right now for successful living. You just have to align your heart with what God wants to do and not look at everything that's happening around you. It is said that your attitude will have a greater impact on your life than your IQ. We just want to get education and get educated and know everything. But you can be educated and be a leader and know everything and still have a bad attitude, have a negative attitude, still not believe that all things are possible. A good attitude is a decision. Parents, Train your, child, your children from a young age to have a good attitude. You can do that. Do you know you can do that? Some of you look surprised. You must just start very young. Don't try and do it when they're 16. It's a little bit too late. Amen? Still adjust it. But teach them. From a young age, I would tell my children, I'm going to count three, then you smile. And we have a happy home today. Amen? Loving and smiling. Amen? 
If you need more detail how to handle that, you can speak to my mother-in-law. She's got a full manual on that. <laughs> we'll do some things on family as well. Amen. Joseph had a heart in tune with God's good success that he had planned for him. Job's heart was in tune with God. Joshua and Caleb, their hearts were in tune with God. Joseph, while bad things were done to Joseph, he continued to do good. Job, when bad things were happening to him, the Bible says he never sinned with his mouth once, accusing God of anything. Because in his heart he believed God had called him for success. And what he was going through was just a temporary thing. The whole sermon topic for today comes from this next scripture, Psalm 125 verse 4. And I want you to underline it. The New Living Translation says, O Lord, do good to those who are good, whose hearts are in tune with you. Do good to those, Lord, whose hearts are in tune with you. The Amplified talks about people and God. Do good, O Lord, to those who are good, to those who are right with you and all people in their hearts. Paul says, without offense towards God and people. Amen? If you want God to do good, make sure that it's right like this and make sure it's right like this. That's the work of the cross. Amen? When your heart is in tune with God, with the good success that He has planned for you, you'll be able to keep your peace even though you're going through a difficult time. You'll have an expectation that God will do good. If there's a little bit of a hiccup, a little bit of a delay, your heart will not allow you to start to do bad when others are doing bad, like a Joseph, like a Job, like a Peter, because you'll continue to believe the good success that God has planned for you, and you'll continue to walk in that. Amen? Good success is what God has planned for you. Are you ready for that good success? I want to just throw in two last things for you. Be careful of what people say around you. Ecclesiastes says, don't take to heart everything people say. Because you know you yourself have also said things about people. Ain't Don't take everything to heart what people say, what you hear people say about you. The one translation is don't eavesdrop. Don't go listen what people are saying because you might just hear them talking about you and saying something negative about you. And then you take that to heart. Why is that so dangerous? Because sometimes you hear somebody says, ah, do you see that mistake that that person made? And then after a while, you're not thinking the mistake that you made. You're starting to believe that you are a mistake. Sometimes when you've done something wrong, 
After a while, you start to believe everything about you is wrong. Am I talking to the right people here? You've just made a mistake. You're not a mistake. You've said something wrong. Not everything about you is wrong. God does not look at your past to determine your future. Sometimes when somebody has made a mistake, we start to label them as a mistake. And everybody has got strengths and everybody has got weaknesses. And if you reject somebody based upon a weakness, one weakness, you're also rejecting all their strengths. And if somebody has got seven strengths and, say, three weaknesses, and you reject them based on one of those weaknesses, you're also rejecting all their seven strengths. And you might need them in the future. Turn to the person next to you and say, don't take everything to heart. Are your thoughts helping you or hurting you? Are your thoughts helping you or hurting you? Because sometimes the person that hurts you the most is the person that's the closest to you when they tell you you're a mistake. But when you start having a conversation with yourself and telling yourself that you're a mistake, after a while you're going to believe that you're a mistake and you just made a mistake. Turn to the person next to you, look them in the eyes and say, forgive yourself for those stupid things you did, the stupid things you said, it's forgiven, and it's over. When God looks at you, He sees no mistakes. When you're in Christ Jesus, He sees you perfect as Christ. A matter of fact, the psalmist in Psalm 139, the New King James says, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. The New Living Translation says, everything you do is marvelously breathtaking. It simply amazes me to think about it. Wow. So when God looks at you, says, this is amazing what I've created. It's breathtaking. It takes some guts. It takes some boldness to confess and declare what God says about you. Can I have one amen? (laughs) I know you're quiet because you're busy aligning your heart with that success. You're changing what you have to change. Amen. To go and confess some things. No weapon formed against me will prosper when the Bible says it. The Bible says you're the head and not the tail. Confess it with confidence. I'm going over, I'm not going under. Confess it with confidence. Many people have got so much potential, but they surround themselves with the wrong people. Take some time when you leave the church and you walk out towards this boundary where all the trees are planted that goes right up to the exit, and you'll see there's two small trees there. You think, why are those small trees there? Those small trees have been there for three years. All those trees were planted exactly at the same time. Exactly at the same time. The others have grown. They are strong. But there are two trees that are very small, very thin. They've not grown at all. They're just standing there. And those two trees are a sermon to me. Because all the trees have got exactly the same potential to grow. 
to bear the same fruit, to grow to the same height. But the problem is there's a lot of rock there. The soil is not very good there. So those two trees, when they were planted, they didn't remove all the rock. And the guys just planted those two. And their roots have not been able to grow. And that's a message to all of us. It's not just about self-development and your own potential. But the soil around you can have an impact on your life as well. And the soil are people around us. That hard rock, the hardness, the wrong kind of soil, weeds, that's negative people around you keeping you back from your full potential. Amen? You know, it was a good example. Abraham and Lot. Abraham was never supposed to take Lot with on his journey. And Lot caused a lot of headaches for Abraham. Because he took him with, his servants and Abraham's servants started fighting. Started fighting so much that it caused strife between Lot and Abraham who were family. Lot took the best of the promised land was never supposed to be part, never supposed to go to Lot. Lot, a matter of fact, because he lived too close to sin, caused Abraham to get involved in a battle that was never his battle. He went and helped, and he had victory, but it was never his battle. So in this here, for you to reach your full potential, just take some time and see who are those that are around you that shouldn't be there, causing unnecessary strife, they're good people. God has planned good things for them. They're just not good in your life. Amen? Where God is taking you, they cannot come with you. Amen? They're going to take the best of your promised land. Say, hey, no. As I'm talking to you, I know some of you are saying, mm, I've taken a lot with me. I shouldn't have done it. Let me see your hand. Am I talking to the right people here? I want to close with this. The Word of God says in the book of 2 Chronicles 16 verse 9 that the Spirit of God is moving to and fro all over the earth looking for those with a loyal heart. Looking for a heart that is in tune with the good success that God has planned. Looking for those with a loyal heart to show himself strong on their behalf. God wants to do it. What is disturbing your heart that you're not in tune with what God wants to do in you and through you? We know these giants. You don't have to tell us about the giants. We know these giants. But what is your attitude towards the giants? We are well able. We can do it right now. Numbers 13, 30. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. Why did he have the confidence? Because God had spoken. They knew as they go into the promised land, they're not going on their own. They're going with God. They had aligned their hearts to believe God more than what they saw with their natural eyes. Amen. Are you ready to align your heart? Go and hear what God is saying. Go look at those things that's contaminating your heart. Let God purify it by His Word. And make sure that your heart is aligned 
once you know what the Word of God is saying about your situation, you're going to have to confess it. The Joshua principle. Hear the Word, do not let it depart from your mouth, confess it and declare it, and you will have good success. Amen. Make a decision and start to declare, start to think those big things that God has planned for you. Good success starts on the inside. When you believe those promises, when you believe it, you'll start to confess it. When you start to confess it, you'll start to do it. Amen. Christianity lies in the purity of our hearts. Allow God to sanctify your heart, to purify your heart. Once your heart is purified, blessed are the pure in heart. God blesses the pure in heart. So the secret is all about your heart. Who is there in the past that is still hurting you? Let go of it. Not, for, not that they deserve it or that they didn't do anything wrong, but for yourself so that you can move forward in what God has planned for you. Amen. Are you ready to make some declarations? Are you ready to pray a few prayer points? Please stand to your feet. Let me hear you pray. Say, oh Lord, open my heart to faith. Say it again. Open my heart to faith. Open my heart to your Holy Spirit. Open my heart to your word. Lord Jesus, give us your kind of faith. Give us your kind of faith. The faith that we need for successful living. Let every doubt in my heart about 2023 turn into faith. Say it again. Say, let every doubt in my heart about 2023 turn into faith. Turn into faith. Turn into faith. Oh Lord, increase my capacity to believe. In Jesus' mighty name. Right now, Lord, I command the closed doors of breakthrough to open. The closed doors of mercy to open. The closed doors of favor to open. In Jesus' mighty name. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh upon me and touch my heart. Anoint me for successful living. Anoint me for successful living. Precious Father, use me as an instrument of favor, as an instrument of mercy, as an instrument of love, an instrument of justice. Teach me, O Lord, to give into every good thing. I love you, Father. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Holy Spirit. Act in me, Lord, that my thoughts will be holy. Act in me, Lord, that my words will be holy. Act in me, Lord, that my deeds will be holy. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Everybody said? Amen. I want you to put your right hand on your heart. Yes, give the Lord a hand if you're going to give the Lord a hand. The most important thing to align your life with successful living is to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So I want everybody to put their right hand in their heart. Raise your other hand to heaven and pray this prayer loud after me. Say, Precious Father, my situation is beyond human means. Need the Savior of the world 
to save me. Save me, Lord Jesus. Wash me with your blood. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I confess with my mouth, and I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ died for me, that he's alive right now, making intercession for all my weaknesses. Oh, Holy Spirit, help me to live a holy life, well-pleasing in your sight, in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand. If you've prayed that prayer in humility and sincerity of heart, your sins are forgiven. Your past is over. Don't talk about your past again. Your past is a place of Egypt. It's a place of defeat and failure. God is taking you from Egypt into the promised land. Amen. Amen. Your past is over. If you want to grow spiritually, there's three things that you have to do. You have to connect, you have to discover, and you have to serve. What do I mean by that? Connect to a team. Get planted in a living church. Get connected because a living church is the reservoir of God's power. Amen. Number two, discover your gifts, discover the dream. That which God has placed on the inside of you, what we are supposed to do. And number three, serve in the dream team. Amen. Become a part to be a blessing, not just to receive a blessing. Amen. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.